the latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider, brought to you in association with Rebel, 442's official football retail partner. Hello and welcome to 442 Insider Podcast. My name is Aidan Ormond. I'm the editor of 442 Magazine. And joining, joining me in the broom closet, as always, is online editor of 442, Kevin Ayres. How are you, Kev? Very well, matey. Very well. A it's week. just us two. It is. Jacko's off uh, at a symposium at the moment, so it's just us two. Um, and producer uh, Simon. And producer Simon. How you been? Yeah, not too bad. Much healthier than I was two weeks ago. That's good. Good to hear. A bit sunburnt from yesterday. Yeah, and you've been out and about, which we'll talk about pretty soon. Uh, so three sections. Part one today, we'll have a quick review of last weekend's A-League. Uh, Kevin, it started on uh, on Friday night in Adelaide. More controversy. Yeah. Um, it just seems to be like Adelaide has had a lot of controversy this season at Hindmarsh. It has, yeah. Uh, and it was uh, a very late offside call, which denied Adelaide what may have probably been a desired victory. Uh, it certainly was, according to my tips. Mm. Uh, so while they were upset, I was even more upset, it has to be said. Uh, but yeah, Adelaide uh, were good. F- would have been good for the win. Um, as it was, Newcastle Jets got a share of the points after, I think they took the lead, is that right? Yeah, they did. Uh, Michael Bridges in the 43rd minute. He's having an absolutely stellar last uh, third of the season, isn't he? He's, yeah, he's always been a fantastic player yeah. when he's not injured. Uh, and the, the problem is managing his body. Uh, it was a problem managing his body when he was younger. Uh, I'd imagine it's even more of a problem managing it now that he's uh, of a mature age, shall we say. Uh, but when you can keep him fit, he's uh, a huge addition to any side uh, and a lethal force up front. I still say that that first half against uh, Wellington Phoenix, uh, the, the strange round 26 game that they played, um, was one of the best first halves I've seen of a, you could say a playmaker, that he, the role that he played that day. And yeah, he scored again. Uh, Karuska with an absolute belter as well. Yeah. Beautiful goal. How, how good is this boy? He's, uh, you know... Uh, I don't know how many He's times shading I've said Newman, it. isn't he? Don't know how many times I've said it, but uh, Adelaide have just been the recruitment this season has been spectacular. Uh, I don't know if it was Cosi, I don't know if it was uh, Petrillo, or who's been responsible for it, but some very, very good pickups, uh, and Kariska is uh, chief amongst them. Uh, Flores. Who, who's Floris again? Yes. Although they could have signed a DJ from from what I can gather at the start of the season. Apart, but yeah. apart from that, it's up, been very up good. Up and coming USA Florida man. Um, and if you look at the stats of the, this particular game, very even game. Um, you know, ten fouls committed to both sides. Possession. Well, the Jets actually shaded it. Um, attempts off target 11 to 10 attempts on target 5 to 6 so it's a very even game but I guess all of the talk after the game was this refereeing of Lucien Lavader yeah I mean uh, it was uh, as usual the uh, the fans were undecided exactly uh, about uh, whether it was justified or not but I would have said it was unjustified uh, the key Words in the rules, as always, are give the benefit of the doubt to the attacker. Mm. And once again, there was, there is doubt. The debate shows there was doubt. Uh, it should have been a play on. Mm. Two best words in a referee's vocabulary. Play yeah. on. Well, that's something that may, maybe we can talk about later in the season. The whole refereeing, um, I guess, the, the 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 rules and how they're interpreted. But um, moving on, uh, Kev, uh, it was uh, a Saturday. Um, that we saw the Big Blue. 
Um, yep. which I think you were there. I was. First of all, though, there was the Melbourne Heart West and Sydney Wanderers, mm-hmm. which I would love to talk about, but like Vedran Yanyentovic, I was stuck in traffic. <laughs> Never saw any of it. So I'm uh, at your uh, mercy, I'm afraid, for that one. Uh, how did, uh, well, presumably, Wanderers were uh, good value for 3 1? Yeah. Um, you know, I was a little bit concerned before this game that uh, you know that Hart at home would would do what they always do, but because uh, the home record has been astonishing this yeah, season. Yeah, and uh, really, it was um, you know it was just another performance by Hart by um, the Wanderers that was just so well organised, so committed, um, and it was a terror. I mean, it was a lot of rain as well, Kev. So um, it wasn't the easiest game to play, but I think the commitment. And the organisation, the discipline, and the structure of Wanderers—it's um, just so hard to to break down. And, and Hart probably don't have the mentality to break down a side like Wanderers at the moment. Yeah. A few teams have. I think maybe only Central Coast is the only other team in the league that can really break them down. Oh, look, I mean ten in a row. Uh, if they can. So you know they've made it ten in a row. Um, obviously, some of the talk after the game was a nasty incident in the uh, in the in the crowd, which we won't dwell on. But uh, yeah, we'll come back to that later. We hope that we can yeah. come back to that later. But yeah, ten in a row. Um, the only probably downside was Palenza's injury, um, and also Hersey's now out for the derby with a, another yellow. So it came at a cost on yeah. and off the park, but um, well deserved. I think. Good, good stuff. And then you are you did finally get through the traffic, and I guess we can talk about Vedran because. You know, I, he didn't make the, the the side because he was stuck in traffic. So. Traffic was unbelievably heavy uh, around Sydney City Centre coming towards Moor Park. I mean, presumably it wasn't all uh, traffic going to uh, see Sydney play, even though it was a very good crowd. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, for, across the bridge and uh, coming in from the west, it was chockers. Mm. Uh, so he turned up 20 minutes late and, as a result, got relegated to the bench, uh, which was an interesting move and one that uh, looked like it would probably cost Sydney initially. Mm. I arrived, literally, I stepped into the stadium just as uh, the victory scored mm. and I watched the, the goal from the TV sets at the uh, the kiosks inside the stadium. Yeah. Um, uh, Ivan possibly at fault there, but later on he went walkabouts mm. uh, during that half and was 30 metres off his line and very, very lucky to escape with that. Mm. Uh, but a cracking but, game though. But in the second half he came into his own uh, and it was, it, I think the first half was hmm, easy ozy and that kind of got overshadowed because the second half was just spectacular. I mean, that was the most entertaining game uh, I can remember in a long, long time. And there's been, you know, a few uh, good games uh, in this season alone, but I've taken my other half with me, and she has never, ever enjoyed a football game like that. Really? Yep. Wow, that's great. She's seen quite a few as a result of my uh, mm. interest, but uh, she was on the edge of her seat. She was squealing with delight. It was superb. Uh, but interestingly, uh, there was uh, a chick halfway through the second half, which was just an explosive roller coaster derby. Uh, and uh, <laughs> just uh, after yet another near miss, she just screamed out in complete anguish, This is so frustrating! <laughs> The top of her voice. That was hilarious. But it was, was so true. Was she talking about the prices at the stadium or was she talking about the game? <laughs> uh, but no, it was, uh, it was very true. I mean, it was uh, a fantastic roller coaster match. Uh, highs and lows, a lot of 
missed opportunities, missed chances. Uh, and while there were some lovely deft touches, there was also a huge amount of uh, skill shortfalls going on, mm. uh, which were leading, which was leading to the frustration. Can I ask you, Kevin? I, I just still think that the pitch is an issue at that ground. I think you know. I think it always is. But at the end of the day, you can't blame the pitch for things like missed penalties. And uh, I mean, Del Piero had, I think it was ten set pieces. I counted. Uh, which were direct opportunities to score, and uh, every one of them was stuffed up. Uh, and finally, his corner, which went into the side netting, you know, just really summed up his day. But having said that, you know, there was a beautiful back heel into space, mm. uh, which opened up. You know, the, the skill was was there clearly in some departments, but so much lacking in other parts. Brett Emerton. Again, did a beautiful back heel uh, into mm. space once, and then about five minutes later tried it again and just stuffed it up completely. Mm. And that I, it's so symptomatic. It was so high, so low. Uh, did you get a chance to have a look at Vedran on the bench? Did he did he look uh, contrite? I couldn't see him, and I didn't. And I didn't because I was terrible. stuck in traffic as well and wasn't watching mm. the television. I didn't actually realise what the circumstances were. All I knew was that uh, he'd been. Ivy was in, and he was out. He mm. was uh, a late relegation mm. to the bench. But, but another just amazing chapter to to one of the best I think stories in the A League is the Big Blue. I mean, you know, you go back to season season one at Olympic Park in Melbourne with the famous five nil with the Archie Thompson goal. And yeah. You know, it's it's. We always talk about tradition, yeah, and we don't have a lot of tradition. But I think this is something that. How many blue blues? I think three in the aver- in, in the regular season. Over plus eight, finals as well. Plus finals. So we, you know, it's, we've, we've had 30. quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all in all, uh, was it a fair result? Do you think? Yes, I think it probably was. I mean, uh, Sydney fans celebrated the equaliser like it was a winner. And I think most of mm. them probably left the stadium feeling like they'd won. Yeah, but uh, they could have won it as well. Oh, they could have won it. Yeah, uh, but you know, Rojas had a, a great opportunity to to give Melbourne victory the the win as well. Mm. Uh, but yeah, there was just too many fluffed final shots, final touches mm. uh, for either side to actually to claim the honours. So I thought one one was probably a fair fair game, but a sensational match to be mm. in. Absolutely sensational. And victory, when they get into gear, at times they're just unstoppable, aren't they? They are, but, you know, um, it's interesting that Lucas Neal, he's a guest star. Uh, he's on, you know, reasonably good money uh, by A-League standards. Uh, and, of course, he's a soccer skipper. Uh, he's going to be available next weekend and looks like he's going to play. But I would say that, you know, based on the performance that... Uh, Sydney put in Sydney's defence put in last week. Uh, mm. It's uh, I could, it'd be hard to push him into the into that back line. And that Farina is known for not wanting to change winning sides, or at least a side that's doing well. And yeah. you know, almost a clean sheet. You know, yeah. one conceded and and you know a clean sheet the previous week as yeah. well. So um, why wouldn't you? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and a great crowd as well. Would just 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 tell us about the atmosphere inside the stadium. Oh, it was electric. I mean, you know. Uh, Western Sydney Wanderers, Melbourne Victory have are the two leading uh, atmospheres. But that night, Sydney really tried their best to, to compete. Uh, and it wasn't just the Cove. The Cove always there, always put in a good effort. But they actually got the rest of the stadium involved. There was uh, an east-west... Uh, See, that's the influence of Wanderers, isn't it? Yep. Uh, thing going on, which was great. Uh, it really yeah, lifted lifted everybody. It lifted the players, I'm sure. Uh, fantastic. 
And a team that could uh, use a bit of lifting is Brisbane Raw, who uh, played on Sunday against Central Coast Mariners. And I think we tipped Brisbane to, to, to actually get something out of this game. I think you might have. Well, I might have. Uh, well, I'll have to go back to the original uh, podcast of last week. But um, um, disappointing for them um, that in the last 20 or 30 minutes they couldn't hammer down the wall. Um, and massive effort from Central Coast to come from Japan. Uh, basically, they would have arrived, I think, uh, Friday back into Sydney. So yeah. um, to have played on a Sunday against a decent side who were doing quite well and to have held them uh, scoreless and to win the game, a great effort for, for the Mariners. And again, it just puts off the um, the premiership uh, story for another week. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's very, very good for the Mariners to be able to turn around that kind of uh, schedule and the recent performances uh, to come out against a team who are uh, reviving uh, their season late on uh, and managed to, to come away with three points. What makes it even more impressive is the fact that Mariners did that. The players did that two days after their, payment, their pay hadn't gone into the bank. Mm. Uh, you know, there is such a, a wide disparity between uh, the players of Central Coast Mariners and the management of Central Coast Mariners the, the the players will always find that extra bit of reserve and that's what makes them why they have had the success they have over the years there's just a, a team spirit that goes on there that even though they've not been paid they still come out and they still put in that kind of effort even mm. after all that travel they still put in all that kind of effort uh, and uh, come away with a win I think that's a sensational testament mm. uh, to the, the kind of players that are uh, playing for the Mariners Absolutely and um, they really hung on in the end and uh, speaking of resolve I think the final game on Sunday in Perth Kev uh, Wellington Phoenix the, the revival continues a surprise result for many 2-1 in Perth what a result I have to say and I didn't see this coming and uh, I don't think Perth Glory did no. either to be honest no. um, you would have uh, lost quite a lot of money I would have been if Adelaide had not had that goal disallowed uh, I would have put a huge amount of money on me getting 5 out of 5 tips mm. this week uh, because I couldn't see any way where Perth Clary were going to lose this one. Mm. Uh, yet they did. And, you know, it's the first time that Ali Edwards has really been questioned uh, as a coach uh, now that he's uh, in charge of Perth Clary. And they just didn't seem to have an answer. Uh, I mean, all credit to Wellington Phoenix. That was uh, a tremendous effort uh, to uh, disassemble uh, what has been uh, a resurgent Perth glory since Ali Edwards took over. But they took the game to them mm. and uh, came away with all three points. And, and Phoenix aren't playing with any sort of pressure on their shoulders. I think that's been the the, uh, the, the hallmark of the Greenacre um, era is that he said, OK, look, there's no pressure on you guys. Go out and enjoy your football. They look like they're enjoying themselves. Yeah, I mean, I, th I think that's that was a, a key story that came out before this game that Greenacre said, look, we've got nothing to lose. Mm. And he's told the players this, we've got nothing to lose. We're bottom of the league, you know. Uh, let's go out and just do play our best football. Uh, and, you know, th there is a gamble in that that you still get your pride to, to take care of. Uh, but uh, regardless of that, they, uh, they went out and uh, put in a tremendous effort uh, and came away with all three points. Yeah, uh, it's, a long, it's a long ride home. Uh, if you don't, and they've done that many times without the points. So. With the tail between the legs, unfortunately. Absolutely. So another fascinating round sees um, uh, the Wanderers still just... Uh, <laughs> 
just um, uh, on top of the ladder uh, ahead of the Mariners. Uh, so the Premiership goes to another week. Um, they could have wrapped it up in Melbourne, but they haven't. They potentially could wrap it up this weekend. They sit on top of the ladder with 53 points, Central Coast on 48. Um, so that's your top two, obviously. Um, third is Melbourne Victory on 41, Adelaide 40, so that's your top four. And then the big battle for five and six, where it's, you know, it could be anyone. So it's at the moment Sydney on fifth with 31, Newcastle Jets sixth on 31, the Raw seventh with 29. Perth, still in it, uh, on 28, in 8th spot. Hart now 27 points in 9th. Can they make the finals? I think technically they can, but I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. Mm. And uh, Wellington, well, they're battling just to, to get off the bottom of the table, and they, they look like they might be able to even do well, that. Well, look, so. if, if Hart can still technically make the finals, so can Phoenix. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, that one point... I think it's the goal difference that might go against them. Phoenix have got the worst goal difference. Sure, but, sure. Um, yeah, Phoenix on the bottom at the moment with 27, as are Melbourne Hart in ninth on 27, but with a better goal difference. So that's the wrap of last weekend's big round of A-League action. We'll be back after the break in part two to discuss the Socceroos. The April issue of 442 is on sale now, where we talk to the sharpshooters, Archie Thompson, Daniel McBreen, and Spanish sensation Michu. We interview Vince Grella about retirement before he returns to Italy. Speaking of which, can Mario Balotelli help AC Milan back to the promised land? Plus, German great Michael Balak answers your questions. All this and plenty more in this month's 442. On sale at your local newsagent, at the App Store or on Zinio. You go to all the trouble of finding the right car, so make sure you also choose the best finance provider too. No, they aren't all the same. Quite simply, you shouldn't look any further than Go Car Loans when it comes to car finance because, well, simply they focus on you. With Go Car Loans, you'll receive personal service tailored to your individual needs, with the focus being on getting exactly the right loan to suit your circumstances. So get the Go Car Loans team working for you today. You can apply online at gocarloans.com.au or call 1-300-884-075. Go Car Loans. They'll give you the green light. The latest on the world game. This is 442 Insider. Welcome back to the 442 Insider podcast. My name is Aidan Orman, joined by Kevin Ayres, uh, online editor of 442. And uh, Kev, you've been down to Socceroo training um, ahead of the, the um, well, the must-win clash against Oman next Tuesday night in Sydney. Uh, see anything interesting uh, at training and uh, your thoughts also on, the, on, on who Holger might pick in the starting 11, which, of course, is the... Um, you know, it's been the uh, you know it's, it's been the contentious sort of uh, uh, debate over the week since they've arrived. Um, firstly, what, what did you think of training? Uh, well, to be honest, I mean, it was the the first proper training session uh, a, since flying into to Sydney, uh, and it wasn't the the most intensive uh, workouts they've ever had. Uh, it was a bit of uh, piggy in the middle and then uh, just a, a bit of a knock around but m- most important part of yesterday was meeting the fans who turned up at the stadium to see them uh, and they spent uh, probably a good hour signing autographs and posing for pics with them uh, Were there many fans there? Yeah, there was probably maybe a uh, hundred mm-hmm. uh, turned out for them uh, local, a couple of local clubs uh, and a few individuals plus some sponsors and their families too mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, the uh, Tim Cahill and Tom Rogic were the the two main signatures being sought. Oh, and Mark Schwarzer as well. 
but uh, in terms of the actual play, Brett Holman uh, mm-hmm. tweeted this last night was like a border collie in a big paddock. He was running around like a madman, uh, desperate to get the ball, desperate to get uh, a bit of game time. This is a man who's been kept on the bench recently at Aston Villa, and he was just desperate to be unleashed uh, and get some game time. Uh, if he's not in the starting 11, I'd be very, very surprised. Uh, he uh, is so up for it. But I guess training is one thing and, uh, you know, match is another. And he hasn't had a lot of game time in recent times with... Um... He's, he's not, but he was very, very... Sh- I mean, for a man who's just come off uh, a 24-hour flight, he was still, even in uh, a light training session, uh, he was incredibly intense uh, and uh, sharp on the ball. Mm-hmm. He was making interceptions, he was doing runs, he was uh, making tackles, he was doing... Uh, shooting on sight uh, accurately and impressively. Uh, this was a man who was going hell for leather to make mm. sure that Holgert knows that he's ready for this. Uh, was anyone else going hell for leather? No, I can't say they were, to be honest. I mean, you know, there was... Uh, I, guess, I guess Holman looks at Rogic and thinks, well, you know, he could be taking my role in the team. And he, could Timmy he could, but, you know, uh, to be fair, Rogic has got similar issues uh, to Holman at the moment. He's, he's spending a lot of time on the bench at Celtic and not getting an, an awful lot of time off it, which does surprise me. Mm. Uh, Celtic played at the weekend and uh, only made two substitutions. Uh, in a, a very roller coaster match, which they eventually won, I think, 4 3 against Aberdeen. Mm. Uh, you would have hoped that maybe if they'd been a little bit more comfortable in that, Rogic would have had time off the bench. He could could, could have used it before coming mm. out to Australia. He didn't get time off the bench. So, you know, it's head to head between him and Holman for that, uh, that kind of mm. forward attacking uh, midfielder role. So, what was the vibe like around the, around the group? I mean, we always talk about, you know, the Socceroos having a vibe around them. Yeah, it was very relaxed. Uh, David Gallup was there, uh, meeting them all, many for the first time, uh, shaking hands. Big high five with Tim Cahill, uh, hugs from uh, Tom Rogic, I think it was. Uh, so you know, who hugged who? Uh, I think uh, Rogic hugged him, but I could be wrong about mm. that. I have to consult my pictures. Um, but Great, so we've got a lot of pictures on au. We haven't got them up yet. They're coming up this afternoon. Fantastic! Wondrous pics uh, before that. Been out, out, out doing all of the the rounds, which is great. So uh, a good vibe around the the, the soccer squad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's the the first training session uh, on a camp is always the most relaxed. Uh, you know, it's especially when the game is another week away. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, there wasn't a great deal of intensity about it. Uh, it was a chance for Gallup to to meet everybody. He addressed them uh, before they started training. Uh, I couldn't hear what they were saying. We were kept at a distance. So was that more of a, a PR thing? I mean, you could have done. He could have done it at the hotel. Could he, he? Yeah, he could have done it at the hotel. But yeah, it was a very public. Uh, mm. Him and John Boltby uh, together meeting and addressing the players and staff with. Holger. What does John Bolby do, by the way? Um, he he's quite small and bold, and I think that's pretty much what the that's job his involves. Job yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. No, I was just curious to know how he fits into the whole. Anyway, he's, um, he's a professional Michael Lynch lookalike as well. He is, and he, he gets a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. Which Michael Lynch is not happy about, I suspect. <laughs> <laughs> now let's have a look at this squad, though. Um, all the talk is about who's going to play left back, who's going to play central two at the back. Who, as you say, with Holman and Rogic and also Kale, who's going to play just behind the front two? Who's going to be the front two? What are your thoughts? I mean, I'll just read you the squad. Um, 
You know, it's Bresciano, Brosk, Kale, Cornthwaite, Jublich, Galekovic, Holland, Holman, Jednak, Cruz, McGowan, Mackay, Milligan, North, Orr, Rogic, Ryan, Matt Ryan, uh, Schwarzer, Thompson, Thwaite, Wilkshire, Williams, and Zullo. That's the United squad. So there's going to be a, another disparity between what fans would largely like uh, the Socceroos playing squad to be and what Holger would put out. Mm. Um, so it's not like the A-League All-Stars where you can vote. No, unfortunately um, not. If you were to order that uh, squad in, term, in terms of uh, age and caps, that would be your first 11. Mm. Uh, sadly. The... the uh, the bit where we might see Ryan McGowan getting a chance uh, and starting 11, Rogic getting a start and a chance in the starting 11, uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, it's, it's good. The, the, the youngest surprise might be Robbie Cornthwaite getting uh, in the defensive lineup, and it's not really much of a surprise. Well, he's, he's, not, tw- he's, and 27. he's not that young anymore no, either. He's 27. No. But I think the key with, with Cornthwaite is that. You always know he's likely to, to pop up and score, and he's got a phenomenal record. He has, but what you gain at one end, you're risking at the other. Mm. Uh, Although some would say that Cornthwaite and Thwaite as a two works quite well. It does, yeah. Uh, and I would be interested to see how that works mm. uh, in reality. Um so yeah, I, th- I think that's a that's mm. a very likely possibility. Mm. I, I agree. I, th- I think I think Holger is inherently conservative, and I think he yeah. will start with Kale. I, Kale's not a striker for me. He never has no, been. No. He his, his best strength. work is behind the front two, where he can drift in and drift out, and you can't really pick him up. You've that's got the other strength. two as a distracting. Uh, force which creates space for him to run in late and uh, ghost in onto the ball. That, you put him on as a striker, all of his abilities are lost. Yeah, because he's marked out of the game. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. but when he's coming from deep. So I think, given that, uh, I hope that, that that will mean that he'll play in that role, which means that Rogers will be on the bench. Yeah. So I th- I, look, this is this is this is what I'm thinking. If I was Holger, I think it would be Cornthwaite and Thwaite is the back two, it's central with Schwartzy obviously. Wilkshire slots in at right back. I think that's that's a, he's still good enough. Left back, I think he'll go conservative, play Matt Mackay. Yeah, I think he knows what he can do, and he's an experienced player, and he can get forward as well. Yeah, I think he'll go with Milligan as the holding midfielder. And as we say, Kale in front. I think Milligan is at that stage now where he can uh, fulfil that role. He's just in, the, I think, in the form of his life. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, Orr was my initial thought on the left, but I do understand that he's, uh, he might have a slight injury concern. Yeah, he, I didn't see him at uh, training yesterday, but mm. there was a few that hadn't turned up. Wilkshire hadn't turned up. Bresciano hadn't turned up. Mm. didn't see Zillow either. So, mm. um, yeah, he might be turning up today. Uh but it's difficult. Yeah. And I, I, I think, given that he was substituted off, uh, there's a f- strong possibility he's not going to be fixed in mm. time. Uh, so that left side of the sort of midfield four, if you're going to play a midfield four, is still sort of open? Well, I mean, got uh, Cruz and uh, Zulu. Cruz can play on the left. Uh, well, Zulu can play on the left as well. Zulu very much. I just uh, think the Cruz should be where... He, he does his best work, which is right in front of goal. I, I would pick Cruz as, as a front two alongside Archie. I think there's goals there. Yeah, but I suspect Brosk might get the call before that. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I think it's got to be Cruz plus somebody else. Yeah. Um, 
I think Broski is a little too similar to, oh, to Cruz. I, I think, um, yeah, yeah. You know, it could be Archie. Archie's, again, in great form as well. And let's face it, Archie's goals in 2012 really saved us in the yeah. national team. And then on the right side, you know, again, that's sort of up for up for grabs in terms of who you would play as a right-sided attacking midfielder. Um, Interestingly enough, I mean, sometimes you can gain... That could be Brosk as a right side. He does play that yeah, role as a, you can a three. come off that yeah. side, certainly. And, uh, and certainly if he gets in attacking positions, then, you know, you're looking at another strike option. So, But you've also got Bresciano. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Is, you yeah. know, do you fit Bresciano in here? I, I would have Grogic on the bench as that central KL role, yeah. um, potentially take him off after 60 or 70 after he's scored and he's done You've well. You've also got Holman there, the, though, as well. Uh, exactly. So there's a few options. Holman could play on the right. And as you say, he's sounding very, very up for it. Oh, he, I mean, he really is. He's, mm. he, he may need to be muzzled by the time Tuesday comes around, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, he's that you, you don't want to peak too soon in camp. No. Um, um, could he play on the left of midfield? It's I not think, really his position. We're but... shoehorning players onto the field yeah. under those circumstances. You know, we've, we've got a glut of players in certain positions and a, a dearth in others, and that's, mm. that's historically our problem. Mm. We, we do seem to be good at midfield. Yeah, we're strong there. Um, but it'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, your central two, would you would you go with Cornthwaite and Thwaite? Yeah, I think I probably would. Um, I, it's a, I, I still think it's a bit of a gamble with Cornthwaite. Mm. Uh, and we have, of course, Williams as well. Reese Williams we haven't mentioned as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, he potentially could play in the centre as well, depending on... He could. I mean, he's made a couple of appearances in that position. Mm. Um, but... Uh, I suspect uh, it's again we're shoehorning him mm. onto the pitch in that case. Mm. Uh, right back or DM? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a few different options. We've got options here, but um, yeah. I think the key the key will be for Holger. He'll want to win this game and win win it well. But two holding midfielders or one? I, I go for one. Yeah, I think at I home just, you... I almost guarantee Holger will go for two. If he does, uh, you will hear me. You know that girl saying, I'm so frustrated. You're going to hear me next Tuesday night. If he plays, if he plays two, I will be so frustrated. At home against Oman, you don't play with two holding midfielders. You play one strong. I mean, he may even go for Jednak in that role. One double macchiato, says. Yeah. says Thank you, Kev. You can get me a latte, yeah. a large skinny latte. Yeah. Double Mac if yeah, uh, in, uh, yeah. goes for one. Absolutely. Okay. Well, two. Uh, well, we'll uh, we'll soon find that uh, interesting. Which, so you've been down to training. Uh, head to the website for pictures of the Socceroos yeah. and their training. Give camp. me a couple of hours to go through those ones. But the Fantastic. pictures of uh, Socceroos with the fans is up on the site already. Fantastic. Uh, I went to them after I went to Wanderers in the morning, uh, and uh, fantastic mood around the Wanderers. Unsurprisingly. Yeah. Um, so where was that, Kev? That was out at Blacktown mm-hmm. International Sports Park, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I would say, must be one of the best training resources in the A-League. Okay. How, so? How, why would you say that? Oh, so, I mean, it's uh, fantastic. It's got a proper stand for a start. You yeah. know. Uh, it's got uh, great pitch and great condition for them to train on. Uh, and uh, proper sheds mm. uh, for them to uh, cool down afterwards, get changed, and everything else. Great, just a. It's uh, logical to have their offices there as well. They should have their offices in that building. I think they do now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, great. They moved in uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, so yeah, it's just a, a fantastic resource. Great atmosphere. Uh, Yusuf Hersey on the sidelines, unfortunately, because uh, he's going to be missing from this week. No sign of Palance, mm. uh, but everyone else there uh, going for it in great style. Fantastic. Uh, and uh, between 
going from Blacktown to going to Homebush for the Socceroos. Stopped off at Algenaz in Granville. Big shout out to them. Best chicken in the world. Well, I think we've plumbed the new depth. Now we're actually sponsored by a restaurant. Is I that would correct? happily be sponsored by them. Wow. That was a sensational, well, that's, sensational that's, chicken dinner. If that doesn't get us a free meal on the weekend, then nothing will. Well, check it out on Wednesday, okay. on Saturday. So online, au.442.com has all the pictures and all the stories of the Socceroos plus the Wanderers. Yep. Um, Kev, just briefly, uh, any other sort of stories that are um, uh, you know, bouncing around on the website that we need to just have a quick uh, dissection of? Yeah, we're um, going to uh, have something up. Uh, shortly on the uh, the Mariners uh, situation with players going unpaid yet mm. again, uh, which is uh, a tragedy, I think. You know, the and, and it also it ties in with this ownership situation, which has been yeah. going on. I mean, the, the the famous Russians, the famous Russians. I mean, uh, they've disappeared. Uh, I mean, the it, the, uh, the owners of the Mariners are, are basically playing a confidence trick, uh, desperately trying to. Show that there are there is interest uh, in a bid to lure new cash into the the club. Um, somebody has to step in and help the man the the Mariners. Um, you can't have players going unpaid in a salary capped league. Uh, that is Absolutely. just unfair on the players. Uh, there's no excuse for it. If if it happens, then the FFA should step in and make sure the the, the wages are paid. Um, if it means that the FFA has to set up trust fund accounts, which has co-signees between the owners and the FFA to make sure that the money for wages comes out of that trust fund account each month and the FFA can see that. And if it doesn't, if the money's not put in by the club, the FFA puts the money in uh, on trust to make sure it comes out. And then there's a points deduction for the club. Uh, it can't be allowed for clubs to go, allow players to go unpaid. That's the kind of Mickey Mouse situation that happens. Uh, it happened to our players in Romania uh, a couple of years back. Well, look, it happened also in the, in the old NSL as well. And uh, you know, uh, it's something it, we're supposed to have got away from. The problem is, is that banks and uh, creditors, they, in, in individuals, they don't care about because all they see is, well, there's, there's been no payment. Yep. You know, you can't say, oh, well, look, the club's just delayed payment. They don't care. So yeah. you've got responsibilities. So um, I agree. I think uh, we can't let it happen again, especially yep. in a salaried league. I mean, yes, exactly. Um, I mean, if it's not it like they're getting paid a lot of money. Is no, it? I mean, the uh, the TV money from next season is supposedly going to cover the, the salary cap. That's the stated ambition uh, the FFA have said, which is a little bit ambiguous in my opinion. Um, if that is the case, then I would say there's a strong point, a strong case to be had for the club never actually getting to hold that cash, that TV money. That the that TV money goes straight into the trust fund account that pays the wages off the players direct from the FFA to stop the uh, clubs from getting the mitts on it and spending on other things that uh, they shouldn't be spending it on. The uh, the the players should be the first priority when it comes to payments each month. Uh, I, th I think I think nobody disagrees with that. And I think the P PFA would certainly agree with that. But yeah. Kev, just just on just uh, just to finish off the part two, um, an interesting story about how the Wanderers are actually boosting the economy in Parramatta. Yep. Kathy, I think has written an interesting yarn on that. Um, 
the feel-good stories just keep continuing, don't they? Uh, look, the, the only downside to this is the uh, ongoing controversy about the Parramatta Live site for the Sydney Derby this weekend. It's a sold-out game. And there seems to be a little bit of uh, he said, she said between Fox Sports, Foxtel and Parramatta City Council as to who's responsible for the plug getting pulled on this live site. Uh, I think that's unfortunate. You know, it was a, a, a great occasion. Para, a Fox Sports aren't going to lose significant viewership figures if they put on a live site. The uh, promotion aspect of it would have been awesome, I think, for both them and well, Parramatta. yeah, it's a lost leader, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you, you you show what you can you can yeah, I mean, you can it, deliver to it, the public. It's going to be you know ten thousand people in Parramatta who would have gone to the match if they could have bought tickets would be watching it on a big screen television and the spending their money in Parramatta at the yeah, same time. Yeah. So it's good for local business, good for the city council. Mm. Uh, it's unfortunate that they can't come to an agreement on it. I'd hope you know we've still got a bit of still got a couple of days. I'd hope they can try and sort something out as soon as possible. Uh, but having said that, you know, it's uh, apparently uh, Town Hall's decked out red and black yeah. in Parramatta. Yeah, uh, can't wait. It's a huge success story. Local economy booming as a result of uh, the, uh, the success of the club on and off the field. Fantastic. Well, I guess we'll talk about that in part three, the final part of the, the show where we preview the Sydney Derby this weekend. So we'll be back in a second with that. Buying a car is a big commitment. You need to make sure you have the right car at the right price before you sign on the dotted line. So the best thing to do before you buy a car is log on to the Behind the Wheel website. At behindthewheel.com.au, you'll find dozens of unbiased and independent new car reviews. Browse by different manufacturers and find exactly what's right for you. While you're at Behind thewheel.com.au, check out the latest car industry news, read motorcycle reviews and news, and pick up some handy road safety tips too. Don't sign anything until you visit behindthewheel.com.au. The April issue of 442 is on sale now, where we talk to the sharpshooters, Archie Thompson, Daniel McBreen, and Spanish sensation Michu. We interview Vince Greller about retirement before he returns to Italy. Speaking of which, can Mario Balotelli help AC Milan back to the promised land? Plus, German great Michael Balak answers your questions. All this and plenty more in this month's 442. On sale at your local newsagent, at the App Store or on Zinio. Back to 442 Insider. Welcome back to the final part of the 442 Insider Podcast. I'm joined by Kevin Ayres, online editor of 442 at au.442.com. Kev, um, what a weekend coming up. Potentially, potentially the premiership could be won at Parramatta Stadium in the derby. But before we talk about the Sydney derby, which everyone's obviously talking about, um, this weekend, round 26 kicks off with Melbourne Victory hosting Perth um, on Saturday at 530 um, I guess Perth, after last week's loss to to Wellington and and victories one one draw in uh, in in Sydney, uh, kind of hard one to pick because you you would back Perth to to bounce back, but victory at home always very strong. Yeah, I can't uh, see Perth Glory getting past uh, victory. You know, uh, for all that they might want to bounce back, and for all that Ali Edwards has got them playing better football mm. and uh, playing as a team, um, it's uh, Melbourne victory. Uh, will be wanting to put uh, a recent run of poor, disappointing results behind them and uh, get back into the winner's enclosure, I think. 
Um, they'll have, I think they'll have Adrian Lear back. Uh, be back to mm. pretty much a full strength team. Although they will lose Archie and Milligan to the national team. Of course, I think, I of think course, uh, yeah. Nathan no, Coe on 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 saying that he's got faith in reserves. Obviously, every player says that, but. Um, this is again another chance for for Ange to, um, I guess, look at some of the other players in the squad. But historically, they haven't done well without key players like Archie and Milligan. Um, and also, I guess it begs the question: is why we're playing at all? I mean, well, that's right. I mean, uh, you know, I think it's got to that stage. I was having this conversation yesterday, where the A League has pretty much this season overshadowed the Socceroos. Mm. Uh, you know, it's a sign of the times that the it Socceroos is. have declined and the A-League has improved. It's not just the decline of the Socceroos um, that the interest in the A-League has uh, soared this season. Um, and also that we have, you know, a significant number of players leaving uh, the uh, the A-League to play in national matches this, this mm. uh, weekend. Mm. Not just... Uh, from uh, Australia, but New Zealand as well. Okay. So uh, victory will be at will be without Marco Rojas. Central Coast will be at McGlinchey as well. Yeah, um, exactly. So uh, huge losses. Yeah, and and Brocky as well. I think that's why Wellington had that game earlier because they. I th- I think that they don't. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they don't play this weekend because they've got a, a Friday night game for the national team. Am I right? Who's that? Uh, Wellington. Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, that they, 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 they got again, the yeah. cancellation. They got the brought forward. Um, but for victory, I mean, this is a great opportunity for players like Stella and others to 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 make you know another sort of inroad into the starting eleven. But it's always tough for victory when they they miss these key players. That's a massive amount of talent. Yeah, but I mean, having door. said that, you know, you look at the team that they fielded uh, last weekend uh, against Sydney, and you know, the number of players that you know we had never even heard of at all who weren't on anybody's radar at the beginning of the season yeah. who have come through victory's ranks you know they had a player with the number 34 somebody made the crack that he's not going to get a lot of game time obviously with that number no if you look at the bloody uh, a player roster they have gone through almost 34 players this season it's yeah. about 30 30 or 32 or something yeah uh, they have brought through so Ange has brought through so many good youngsters, uh, given them a chance, and you know, almost without fail, they've uh, they've rewarded him with good performances, mm. uh, well beyond the years. So you know, it's yes, victory have very much missed Archie when he's not there, uh, and Milligan is a very very good calming influence uh, and strong but a force in the centre of the park at the back. Um, but having said that, uh, they do have a lot of uh, in reserve, and they are not afraid to to give youngsters uh, mm. their big break. Yeah, so. and, that, and, that, and that's just one of the reasons why everyone loves Ange, and possibly why he uh, just picked Popovich for the uh, Foxtel A League All Stars coaching gig. True. Uh, I should say that uh, both Popovich and Ange absolutely thumped Arnie in the voting as well. Arnie wasn't in the voting; he'd actually uh, requested not to be considered for it. Okay, yeah. So, well, he got fifteen percent anyway. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I think he'd already said that he didn't want any part of it. Why wouldn't he want any part of it? <sighs> Can you really see Arnie as a big entertainer for a big entertaining mm. spectacular like this? Yeah, he's not quite the right person for. But that, it's a great so. opportunity for Ange to uh, get revenge on Sir Alex thirteen years after coaching against Manchester United in Brazil at the Club World Cup. True. Um, so that's the first game of the weekend is Saturday 5.30, victory hosting Perth. And at 7.45 in Sydney, the one, 
the only, the Sydney Derby number three for the season, the biggest derby of the season, obviously. Um, it's it's captured the imagination of, of not only Wanderers fans and Sydney fans, but I think the whole sort of Sydney media is really bought into this incredible oh, yeah. derby. Yeah. Um, if you read the papers today, there's just loads of coverage on it. Kev, um, I'm actually tipping Sydney to win this one. I think it actually might be a draw, to be honest. Mm. Um, I'm not not convinced at all that Sydney will win, but I do think it may end in a draw. Just to add that little final touch of drama to the the A-League season. Uh, But a draw Mm. is all they need. Uh, well, no Polens, no Hersey, and Moy with an injury cloud. I'm not sure whether Moy's even going to play. Moy wasn't at training yesterday. You know, uh, that's, a, that's a, again, like Victor, that's a lot to... Uh, oh, absolutely. That's but, a lot to know, cover. But I guess Shannon Cole would be the obvious coming in at right back. Yeah. Um, anyone else coming in? I guess uh, Ia Copa La Roca might still play yeah, in that central role. Uh, Rocky Visconti uh, was training hard yesterday as well. Was Shinji training? Shinji was training, yes. There you he go, was so at central, th- center of things. I mean, you would say that they probably got cover, but still, that's a lot of quality down the right side. It is, it is. But I, I think uh, they can hold Sydney off uh, and get that draw because that's all they need. They have nine fingers in the Premier's plate. They just need that one last thumbprint. And what it. an occasion to to actually win it! Would they actually have the, the the Premiership there? We've been trying to find out from the FFA, but FFA don't know. Or if they do, well, they should not be there because um, if they win I, it, I can't see any reason why they wouldn't. Have imagine it there. the celebrations if they did get yeah. it. I just sense on this occasion, um, Sydney are going to enjoy being away from home in this sort of cauldron. Um, I, th- I think they'll lift for this game. I just, I just get a sense that this could be their their night. What I love is the fact that this is a regular home aw- home and away season, and that has been sold out for two weeks. Yeah. Matches, yeah. Uh, regular home and away season match, sold out for two weeks, and that's the brilliance of Parramatta Stadium. Yes, twenty one thousand capacity. Yeah, it's perfect, absolutely mm. perfect. Tickets are at a premium. That's what we should always be aiming for. Stadiums where you can not guarantee you'll get a ticket if it's mm. you know a big match. Uh, if this had been moved to Etihad, it would have been a dis- uh, ANZ. Uh, ANZ yeah. Sorry, uh, it would have been a complete disaster. You know, it just wouldn't. Well, have how that. many more could they have got? It, well, they probably could have made it thirty thousand, but it would be thirty thousand and eighty thousand seater mm. stadium, and that mm. would be terrible. I guess, I guess the I guess the issue, and this is probably away from the game, but the issue maybe down the track in the next over the next five years is can you perhaps build on it, Parramatta? At one of the ends, at least, to at least accommodate the growth of the club. Yeah, but you know, by doing that, you'd have to presumably close down at least one of the ends. So you redu- you would reduce the uh, capacity at the time when it's growing, which may kill future. Although, if you did it in winter, from the end of the A League to the start of the A League, you got five or six months to do it. Yeah, the Eels would love that, I'm sure. Well, I mean, the major tenants are the Wanderers now. Yeah, but I'm sure the Eels would uh, have, yeah. a, have something fair to say enough. about no, it. No, that's fair enough. Uh, no, I mean, I think 21,000 is a great size, and yeah. I would keep it like that and just make tickets a premium. You've Absolutely. got to you've got to be a member. You've got to buy your ticket in advance, or have a live site and make a whole day of it where you have fun, like World what, Cup when games. When it's sold out. Throw up a live site. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, do everything you can to get your tickets as early as possible for the Wanderers, and that's a brilliant situation to be in. Tip 2 2. 2 2.
Wow, that's interesting. Hopefully the pitch is in good nick as well because it was a bit of a struggle uh, mm. the last couple of weeks. 2-2. Two, yep. two. Look, I'm, I'm just going to go for a 2-1 win for, for Sydney. I don't know. I just sense it could be their occasion um, and that this you're, could be the result that gets them into the finals. You're singing for Sydney, aren't you? No, no, I, I still sing for Wanderers. No, you know si- me. You are singing I'm for Sydney there. Sydney in you're this one. singing for Sydney there. Um, so that's the two games on Saturday. What a Saturday it's going to be! Victory at home um, to Perth. We didn't tip the victory uh, game, by the way. I'm going to oh. tip. I'm going to tip victory actually to win this one. As uh, yeah, I me think, too. I think they can win it quite easily. But two nil. Uh, yeah, I'll go for two nil or two one. Um, so that's Saturday done. Two games on Sunday, of course, Wellington aren't playing because of Friday night, they, uh, New Zealand's World Cup qualify, where a lot of A-League players um, are uh, involved. Sunday, Brisbane Raw versus Melbourne Heart. <coughs> it's the first game. That's uh, in Queensland. And the second game is Adelaide hosting Central Coast Mariners. Uh, a game in which Arnie has said, don't watch the TV, boys. Um, <laughs> but we'll start with the Brisbane Raw game. Um, offered... I think they'd be disappointed they wouldn't have got something out of the Central Coast game. They're hosting Melbourne Hart, who traditionally haven't done well on the road. In fact, they've been awful on the road. And really, Hart would say that this is it. You know, if we don't get three points from this, we are absolutely gone now. Yeah. Um, I think uh, the thing that made me laugh was Brisbane Roar complaining about officiating last weekend because I think uh, some might say that they had the they had the rub of. Uh, the green when it came to officiating mm. last season, mm. um, but uh, this. Season, I mean, that's a coach's uh, prerogative to always talk about. Yes, that. yes, and Mike Mulvey didn't get the benefit last season. I guess it Fair was enough. somebody else, another coach. Um, but uh, you would think that they are going to be looking to massacre Melbourne Heart at this one. Uh, Hearts form away from home, uh, with I think. One or two rare exceptions has been pretty much abysmal. Mm. Uh, Roar's home success has been pretty good uh, off the top of my head. You've probably got stats that will disagree with that. But, um, no, I think uh, Roar will uh, make that final surge for the the top six with a very convincing win here. Mm. Uh, I can see a 3-0 coming. Mm. Although they weren't entirely convincing in, in Gosford, were they? I mean, it's it, they're still one of those teams that still flatters to deceive, I guess. Yeah, I mean, people were saying before that, though, that, uh, you know, Roar have a good record in uh, Gosford. It may be similar players uh, to previous encounters, but it's not the same team mm. as, as they were. Uh, and uh, that record in, in Gosford was irrelevant, I think. Uh, You're right. It, it's that, it, and as Boyce said after the game, mounting in Sunday shooter, that, that it's effectively a new midfield for them yeah, as well. So yeah. they do need a long off season to to work that. That'll be interesting for next season. But yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm with you. I think I think Brisbane probably probably got enough quality to get over Melbourne Heart. But gee, you know, if you're Melbourne, if you're John Alawisi, the message is simple. Boys, we've got nothing to lose. We've got to go and win this game, and we've got to win it. Uh, don't think of anything else. We have to win this game. So it's got to be desperation stakes from the moment they play, uh, from, the, from the moment they kick off. It has to be, you know, it just has to be the most desperate performance they can put in. Yeah, I'd agree. But, you know, I think that, that, battling that, that message has been true now for, you know, the last six, seven yeah. weeks. I think it's going to have lost its resonance with yeah. the players. To be I honest. guess you're right. If it hasn't resonated already, it's. Yeah. It, I don't know what else he can say, but it, that to me it can be the only message. Oh, absolutely. This is it. Yeah. 
yeah. you know, do you want to stand up or not? This is a long off season to play without football with with no finals football. Yeah, but I mean, I just don't see them finding the spark that's been missing uh, in their away games uh, at this one. You know, Although the, Golgol Mabratu. Your favorite, one of your favorite players. Well, my favorite, my tip for the top three seasons ago. Stunning goal last week. Is Absolutely. he the sort of guy that can uncrack a, a raw defense? Oh, look, anybody, you know, if, if you've got a, that kind of power at your, your toe, uh, the tips of your toe, then, you know, it can, uh, it can turn games. But it relies still on the rest of the team playing their part as mm. well. You know, one guy can score one spectacular goal, but if the rest of the team is falling apart, mm. yeah, it's it's meaningless. You mm. know. You've got to stop Brisbane Roar scoring three. Mm. Uh, and I, I don't see Hart being able to do that, to be honest. So your tip? 3-0. 3-0. Look, I, th- I think Brisbane will win this one, but perhaps not as convincingly. So I think this will be another 2-1. Um, and so, Kev, to finish off the round in Adelaide, I think this is an absolutely fascinating game. This is my red card melee. Is this, is this, this is my this the, red card melee match of the round? Is this the barn burners they say in the USA? <laughs> Um, Adelaide hosting Central Coast. Um, a lot of, a lot riding on this game for Central Coast because they know that they, they could take the Premiership into the final week if they win. Yeah. Um, Adelaide, I think after last week as well. Um, you know, the two get home games in a row, they'll be, they'll be physically ready. I think. Um, hard one to pick, but I, I, I sense Adelaide could be the uh, could be the side that could get something out of this one rather than Central Coast. Yeah. Um, and of course, the pressure's on Central Coast because if if Wanderers didn't win the night before, they know that they they've just got to keep winning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to stay in the race. Your thoughts? Uh, it, it's a tricky one. You know, Central Coasts have had a quieter week by comparison mm. uh, to previous weeks. Uh, they've got the win from last week uh, to give them a bit of momentum back. Although the financial issues are still... I was going to say, uh, on the downside, they've got the financial issues mm. again. But to be honest, you know, it's it's something the squad's lived with for the past mm. two years. It's nothing new to them. Uh, it's completely disheartening that it's still continuing. Uh, and, you know, it's obviously, um, from the club's perspective, it, it's the downside of being in the ACL. The, the cost mm. uh, imperative to the club is just ridiculous. Uh, and it's, it's a stupid system uh, where you've got to pay for visitors uh, coming to you and covering the Although cost. they pay, obviously, when you go away. But yeah, but I mean, the, the whole thing's just imbalanced. Uh, the AFC's making money out of it. The FFA makes money out of any proceeds that uh, should come if a club succeeds in there. Uh, I mean, the, the money you've got to invest in the AFC compared to the money you're going to get back. Mm. No wonder Brisbane Roar... <laughs> Lost to the Thailand team. If if I was in that position, I'd lose to them as well. Yeah. There's no. I guess the issue is that the clubs in Korea and China and the J League have a lot more money than our clubs, exactly. So they can afford to yeah. to lose a little bit of money on yeah. the ACL if it gets them to the final, where they might then recoup it. You know, in this particular case, I was proposing that you know there should be a points penalty if uh, the FFA has to step in and pay uh, wages. Uh, the FFA should be covering all the costs of. Uh, Central Coast Mariners' uh, excursion into Asia. Mm. Uh, and that's a separate issue, uh, in my opinion. Uh, if they'd done that, then I'm sure the wages bill would have been covered this mm. month uh, and, you know, given the Mariners a bit more clear air to, to concentrate on this match uh, instead of worrying about finances. Having said that, um, 
there's not a really a huge amount for them to play for and uh, for Adelaide's perspective their their position's sealed uh they're not under threat uh and neither are they threatening the the, mm. the top 3 uh, so Adelaide, yeah. I think I think this is a great chance for Adelaide to really prove how good they are under under the Valk. Yeah. Um, I actually fancy them to get something out of this game. They could even win this game. I I quite fancy them to get something out of it too. But I also think it's going to be quite a heated match, regardless. Mm. You know, Valk is uh, front of a home crowd, uh, yeah. got something to prove. Central Coast Mariners potentially still fighting to to mm. maintain their place in the uh, in the the run for the title. Uh, so yeah, I can see this getting heated. I can possibly see ending in a draw though. Mm. Uh, but a, couple, a good couple of goals involved. Uh, I'd, again, I'd go for a 2-2 draw. Yeah, I think a very entertaining and feisty 2-2 draw. And yep. I'm, I'm with you on that one, Kev. And possibly at least one red card. Uh, Hachi, perhaps? Possibly, yeah. yeah, very possibly. You're right, I think it's going to be really heated. Two coaches who don't mind getting the players riled up as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, the Mariners missing McGlinchey, I think that's going to be really that is a significant loss for, for them. Yeah, um, uh, he's been such a powerhouse this season. If, if there's ever been a breakthrough season for a 25-year-old, 25, 26-year-old who looks like a 15-year-old, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think mean, he's obviously got the engines of a 15-year-old. He's yeah. had a terrific season. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be a big loss, but I, I still think Mariners have uh, enough in reserve that they can overcome it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, and no Matt Ryan as well, of course. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I don't but think that, that's going to be much. interesting to be honest. You know, Matt Ryan has had two very good seasons. I wouldn't say this has been his best season. No, it's been, it's been good, but it hasn't been spectacular. No, and I've, I've seen him in training a couple of times, and when you take his defence away from in front of him, mm. it does expose him a little bit in terms of technique. Um, he he does rely on a very strong defensive lineup. Mm. He is capable of very, very good saves. I'm not trying to deny or dispute that. But he is more reliant on his uh, defenders than some other keepers. Mm. Well, that's round 26 wrapped up, Kev. Um, We've uh, taken care of the world in just in, over an hour. Yeah, that's right. A nice uh, a nice sort of concise pod. I should also say that 442 Magazine is on the shelves at the moment. Um, strike a special. Belter issue, as people keep tweeting to tell us. Yeah, we've got loads of Aussie content in there as well as overseas content. Kev, did you want to plug anything before we um, hit the road? El Janaz. Oh, absolutely. Look at that. That's, there's a free de- there's a free <laughs> dinner for us on this weekend. Um, yeah, so there you go. Uh, another 442 pod wrapped. Um, get out and see the A-League this weekend. If you can't get a ticket for a game, try and get a ticket for next week's game. Uh, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Bye. 442 Insider is a Helms Media Solutions production. Visit helms.com.au to find out more about our services.